Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's hop into the show. Henry Lake in for Chad Harbin. This is the Chad Harbin Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. Dave Harrigan producing. Hope that everybody is uh, enjoying their uh, their hump day, their Wednesday. It doesn't feel like a Wednesday, at least not to me. But uh, but I'll take it because this is my last show before the new year. Um, I will be with you guys on New Year's Day, and I think that I'm in for Jason to Russia. So you know we do we do a lot of mixing and matching here on the station over the holidays because that's just how um, typically a lot of radio stations roll. Uh, the first topic that I want to dive directly into is about the Salvation Army. And when I look at the Salvation Army, of which um, I support, um, I love what they're about, I love what they do. Um, I, I remember doing um, an event there uh, at the Northside Salvation Army uh, facility with Mike Tomlin many, many years ago when he was here as a defensive coordinator for the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Um. I think that most of us are well aware of what they do, the people that they serve, but also just one of the traditions over the holiday season is the bell ringing, the uh, the red buckets, the kettle, yes, yeah. and so like that. That's the thing that we all, for the most part, think about over the holiday season. It like that's something that. It's synonymous with Christmas. You see it on uh, Thanksgiving Day in Dallas, that game every year. The Red Kettle's there. And you see Ezekiel Elliott and all the other uh, um, football players since he's moved on from from Dallas will jump into the the kettle. I think that the, the Salvation Army, they need to pivot. They need to pivot. And when I say they need to pivot, I'm not saying they shouldn't do the campaign anymore. But they have to market it better. They have to do and strategize better so that people will not take them for granted because I think that we all are taking them for granted. Well, I don't want to say all, but a lot of people are taking them for granted for what they do and what they represent. The Salvation Army, and this is just for me, and I have given money this year on a couple of occasions uh, when I was going grocery shopping over the course of the last couple of weeks. I don't see them everywhere like they used to be. I'm seeing less of, and we're seeing less of a lot of things right in society, but I'm seeing less locations and sites because both times that I gave money was at a Byerly's Lunds. 
the one, uh, both of them right on Highway 100, mm-hmm. the one in St. Louis Park and the one in Golden Valley. Those were the two times that I gave a few bucks. But I don't see as many of them out and about. But the bigger issue beyond just the not seeing them out and the visibility, because visibility is going to, that's always going to be a thing, right? Like the more visible that you are, the more awareness you create and more you're going to get. But I just think that beyond the seeing the lack of them, they're going to have to market their product a lot differently because it's not resonating. And you brought up a great point earlier uh, before the sh- before the show about how so many people in society now, and you can speak to this, don't really carry cash anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember as a kid, you'd see the kettles just like you do today outside of every grocery store that you'd come to. Although I do feel like, Oh, I, in fact, know that they, they struggle to get volunteers to ring those bells. And, you know, I think we all see if we're walking into the Lunds, Byerly's, Cub, wherever, you'll see a kettle throughout the holiday season that's standing there with nobody ringing a bell because they just can't get enough volunteers to fill those spots. But anyway, uh, to go back, I remember as a kid, we'd be going grocery shopping with mom or dad, and you'd see the bell ringers out there, and it seemed like every time, because they were paying with cash, mm-hmm. because people always seem to have pocket change. You're 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 running multiple errands. You know, you get thirty cents back here, you get sixty two cents back here, whatever. It adds up in your pocket, and so we'd go to the store, and mom or dad would hand me some of the change yes. out of their pocket, yes. and in the bucket it goes. Yes, and 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 you carry that tradition of giving because yeah. it is about. Look, we should all at least, or I'll speak for myself. I enjoy giving back. I enjoy giving to others. And, yes, when you are a kid, your mom or dad will give you a dollar or two or, or some change, some spare change, because sometimes that's all you have is spare change, yeah. and say, hey, go drop that in the bucket. And it adds up because, you know what, the kids want to do it too. Yes. You know, the kid gets excited when they, oh, there's someone ringing a bell. There's a bucket. I get to put something in. This is awesome. This is great. And, you know, now I walk to a grocery store with my kids and, uh Okay, am I going to swipe a credit card here, or am I going to scan a QR code? You know what? What fun is that for them? And you know what? What are you really teaching them if you're doing something on your phone or whatever? It's 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 a completely different experience. Yeah, it's a totally different experience. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, and we can take your reaction on the WCCO talk and text line at six five one four six one nine two two six, is many of you maybe have saw in the paper uh, in the Minneapolis Star Tribune the headline that the Twin Cities Salvation Army is 700,000 behind the pace of holiday fundraising goal. That's an astronomical amount being behind. And it's sad to see that. Um, But at some point, I think they're going to have to strategize because what worked for you years ago, and this is, and look, clearly we're not all the way back now from the pandemic. and, And I think that the... The expectations on what you're going to get from people has to be less than some because we've been dealing with inflation. I mean, people are, people are going to spend a little bit more on groceries this year as opposed to having that expendable income. You would think just based on the way that the prices have been over the course of the last year, year and a half, two years. But 700000 short, that is a massive amount. I just... I'm trying to figure out how you get around that. And this is the other thing. The text line also mentioned something that you have mentioned. Um, 
they said, yes, a QR code to donate a dollar would be better for them. Some people just aren't going to go down the QR code route. No. They're not. Because that's not how they think about the Salvation Army. Now, I, I get it. At the end of the day, it's about giving, and people will try to do what they can because it's in their heart to do something for a really good organization. But, man, I, I never once, even now, if I, if I was to be out and about, I would hope to have some cash on me. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't think that I would think about even doing the QR code bid. No, I mean, how much easier is it to take a buck out of your pocket or some change and drop it in the bucket? You don't have to stop. You just keep going on into the store versus having to stop, pull out your phone, open up the camera. Okay, scan the code. Now i got to hit the link, go to a website, probably type in some information, get the credit card. And, I mean, come on, people aren't going to do that. But, but We're what in a rush. But, but what, how many times have you seen the actual um, – the, 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 the bell ringers out? Have you seen a ton of them out? Because I gotta be, because everywhere I go in terms of from a shopping perspective, I really haven't seen that much of it. Like I said before, Barley's Luns, I've seen it a couple times, and I know that they're there. But outside, I was just at Whole Foods yesterday because they still have the campaign going right, mm-hmm. where they're still trying to rake in money. I went to Whole Foods in Edina. I didn't see anybody. I've seen them regularly at the Cub near my house, at Sam's Club, but that brings to mind probably another issue they struggle with. We're not going out like we used to that to too. stores. That I mean, too. holiday shopping did 80, 90% of it online. And you're not finding anyone from the Salvation Army when you're ordering from Amazon. Salvation Army's Northern Division Commander, Lieutenant um, Colonel Rand, uh, Randell Posley, um, stated that um, at this point we're nearly 18% off of last year's pace which tells us we won't hit our target unless we see significant gains by December the 31st. I got like two things that I got to do once we're done with the show today and then I'm going to go and and sleep for the rest of the uh, <laughs> the, the rest of the evening and, and maybe watch a little some college football or something like that one of the bowl games, but I'm definitely going to make a point to 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 go ahead and drop some money in one of the kettles today just because I think it's the right thing to do. And I know that uh, I'm in a position um, where I'm blessed. I mean, I got a roof over my head. I got a, I got a, you know, a decent vehicle. I can get around. I can do stuff, whatever. I got plenty of food in my refrigerator. Um, yeah, this is, it, it's, it's impactful. It's meaningful. And like you mentioned earlier, every little bit helps. Even if it's not a dollar or two or five or 10 or whatever it is, the change, it all adds up. And I salute the person in uh, Duluth that donated $25,000 to the organization. That's a nice little chunk of change. That's That's tremendous. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The, the, um, I guess the conversation about watching a sports event and they start showcasing the girlfriends, the wives on the networks, are we going overboard with this? One of the uh, Golden Gophers, his fiance was in the spotlight yesterday. We discuss it next here. Henry Lake in for Chad Harvey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, my day's made. Yeah, my day is made now. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Too many people are saying that when they walk by the kettle. Oh, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Sorry, man. But a lot of people do not carry cash. Yeah. they I, That is a thing. And I've even had my days. I And I've talked about this before for, for years, the last few years, especially since we've emerged from the pandemic. And we work in downtown Minneapolis. Um, I try to um, every day have a couple of dollars in my – I'm not sitting here giving out 20s. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making a rain on everybody, right? But mm-hmm. if, I, if I have a few ones or five bucks, whatever, I tend to try to keep that on me, just a couple dollars cash, just to give to somebody that, that maybe is down on their luck or maybe needs something, right? I always try to do that. But that's not the case um, 24-7. That's not always the situation. And like somebody mentioned, they, people don't always carry, you know, their wallet yeah. and stuff like that. Well, and even if you do carry cash. How often are you using it? You know, I, yep. I I do carry cash, but it's usually a few 20s in my wallet. And, you know, myself included, probably like a lot of people are a lot more inclined to give to the Salvation Army if we had a few, you know, some change in our pocket from yep. breaking those 20s versus, you know, giving 20 bucks, 50 bucks or a $100 bill. It's a lot easier just to throw the change in there and feel good about yourself and I think, ah, oh, man, 20 bucks, that's ugh, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. A few people want to weigh in on this, and we're going to get to the phone calls here in a second, and I'll, I'll get to some of the, the text messages on the WCCO Talk and Text Line, which is 651-461-9226. Uh, real quick, a texture says um, another way to donate is to bring a check and put it in the kettle. And my response to that is absolutely you could, but I feel like the kettle situation is just a random donation. If if I'm an avid supporter of the Salvation Army, I'm not going to take a check to the kettle. I'm going to mail them a check or go directly to their offices and give them money. So I I, I think that this is an an outlier. I don't think that that's not what people the the intention of the kettle is is to bring checks. You can do that any time of the year. Yeah. The intention of this is this is like kind of a random thing because first and foremost, I don't know where the kettles are going to be. 
the majority of the time. I just don't. Like, I know that they've been at Barley's Lunge because I go there to shop and all that. But I just, I don't know that on a day-to-day. But let me say something real quick before we get to the phone calls. Uh, beyond the marketing issue, okay, because there's definitely a marketing issue. I think that there's something that I was thinking about yesterday that I think factors in. And it could be negatively affecting them, even though it's we're at the end of the year. You know what gets heavily promate, uh, uh, promoted a few months before? We talk about give to the max, and we talk about what's the other day? Is it something Tuesday? Giving um, Tuesday, I give, think we call give, it. Giving Tuesday and give to the max. When we promote those, and those are just a couple of months ahead of time, I think that there is some fatigue for people to give during the holiday season when they're already thinking about travel plans, when they're already thinking about um, gifts and holiday shopping. So I think that there's a little bit of fatigue with that because there's so many things that people are trying to give to when we're talking about Give to the Max and Giving Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, the people that are going to give to the Salvation Army, no matter what, every year, that's their organization. They're going to find a way to do it. Absolutely. The kettles are for the people that aren't thinking about the Salvation Army that are just going to get groceries. Ah, throw some money your way, too. What the heck? I'm walking by. You're ringing a bell. Appreciate what you do. Absolutely. Let's take a phone call from Ron. We'll start with uh, with Ron. How you doing, Ron? Hey, Henry. I'm doing great. Listen, I, this maybe is something like you're talking about. Now, I'm 69 years old, and to tell you the truth, I've never given to the Salvation Army for no particular reason, but I yep. give to other good charities. Yep. But I, I'm not, but I always carry cash. Now, my wife and I just moved from Minneapolis to Lower Town, St. Paul, and we think it's amazing, amazing neighborhood. And we want to be in. We wanted to be more involved in the city stuff. Well, we heard there was a, the lighting of the Christmas tree in Rice Park. I'm pretty sure it was before, I uh, know it was before Thanksgiving. I think it was a Friday night. It was kind of a nice night, maybe about 40, 45 degrees. Well, we, we cruise over there. There's hundreds and hundreds of people. We find out um, downtown St. Paul businesses sponsored it, but the Salvation Army was a big part of it, and they had kettles there. So I put in a 20, and then um, they had... Um, they had a bunch of speeches, but they're all real short because we wanted to get to the tree lighting. Yep. Well, Chris Carter was there from the Vikings, yep. my favorite receiver. And he gave a nice speech about he was grew up in uh, Philadelphia, and his mother had seven kids by the time she was 25. And they took advantage of, well, I shouldn't say take advantage of, but they the Salvation Army helped him on tremendously. So he was there to give a great little speech. Yep. Um, they had some great entertainment. Um, they had a drumline of the Salvation Army. Now, I, I was thinking, of what kind of drumline does the Salvation Army have? They were incredible. <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it was, a, it was a great evening, inspiring, and now, and I still carry carry cash, and I always give to the to the uh, kettles now. And I'm pretty sure, I, I put a 20 in that, that night, but I'm pretty sure they had a system there that you could um, use a card. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so, and, and, and for, 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 but that but that was for a specific event, right? Yeah, as opposed to okay, we're gonna show up. You know, you know, me and Ron and Dave, we're running the target, and we're gonna bump into the person. At target. I ain't never seen the machine there, 
Right, right. I, I always see it. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I always go to Cub, and Cub's got the bell ringer. But, yeah, you're right. they got to get something where you can um, slip a card in and put in the 5 or 10 bucks or whatever. But, yeah. I'm, I, that, but yeah. that, that event inspired me, and I always give to the Salvation Army because of that. So. Yeah. Hey, happy holidays, Ron. I appreciate it. Yep, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to, to, to Ron. Let's take a quick phone call from Richard, who wants to weigh in. How you doing, Richard? Hi, excuse me. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, you awesome. Know, I think the, I think the uh, Salvation Army. You can always count on to do uh, do good with your your money. And the thing I noticed is that you know they hire people to ring the bell, mm-hmm. and there aren't as many people ringing the bell here in San Anthony where I shop. Mm-hmm. For some reason. People have the money and they don't want to make any money ringing the bell for some reason. Yep. And another thing, somehow I got on the mailing list and the Salvation Army mails me a request about every two months. And, uh, you know, I, I send in a little money every, uh, not every, uh, not every uh, time I get a notice, but, uh, you know, a couple times a year I send in a little money. And you can get on the mailing list somehow. I used to be on Mary Jo's mailing list, sharing and carrying hands. Yep. But she dropped me off the mailing list for some reason. Uh, so I got to call her up or look on the website. And uh, But take a little effort, you'll get on the mailing list. Hey, Richard, thanks for the phone call, and, and happy holidays to you and yours. I Richard sounds like an amazing person because he's willing to, 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 to go above and beyond to give to several different organizations. Look, I'll say this, and and I know that the um he, he mentioned about uh, hiring people and stuff like that. But I, I have volunteered before. I have I have uh, uh, volunteered to be a bell ringer um, multiple times. Now this was years ago. I, I can't remember the last time I did it. It's over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. But I remember both times that I did it, I was at the Southdale Mall. So I wonder how many people they, that they get as volunteers to do it as opposed to those that they, you know, that they're going to, you know, sign up and, and, and hire to do it. And I wonder if volunteers have went down. Because when we talk about numbers across the board, numbers have went down in all phases. Yeah. You would think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure the bell ringers are volunteers almost exclusively, if not entirely exclusively. And that's, you know what, in Minnesota in December, we had a nice December, but usually that's that's I'm sure that's tough here. Yeah, to convince people to do a shift for an hour, two hours, standing outside, and you know, try to find a way to stay warm and make it fun versus freezing your butt off. It's probably a tough sell here. I'm sure. All right, so let me get this quick take on the Gopher situation. Give me sixty seconds because I know we're up against the clock. I believe that in 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 sports that I don't care what sport it is, whether it's basketball, whether it's football. When we start, because I have no issue with showcasing and highlighting the fiancé or the boyfriend or whatever, right? Like they did yesterday with Cole Kramer's um, fiancé. They had the cutaways to her um, during the course of the football game at the Quick Lane Bowl. Two times, then that's it. That's it. Two times, then that's it. We don't need it more than twice. And I say that because the game changed and it became extremely awkward from a broadcast perspective when uh, Brent Musburger did the whole thing with um, 
the Alabama quarterbacks. A.J. McCarron's AJ gal, McC- Catherine Webb. Catherine Webb, yes. After that, it totally changed. It became creepy time. And so that's what I'm saying. I, I th- This has nothing to do with I don't want to see a beautiful woman on TV. It has nothing to do with that. It, it, even if it was flipped and it was Caitlin Clark and it was, uh, you know, her boyfriend or whatever, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I just two times is enough. It's enough. What about if it's Taylor Swift, okay? Oh, God, don't <laughs> even get me started. <laughs> Musburger, he had a history, man. Catherine <laughs> Webb. He had Jen Sturger and her friends uh, at uh, I, at the line was something like Florida State uh, as they were sitting in the front row cheering and wow, uh, thousands of red-blooded American men just decided to go to Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the way. I remember just, that one. It's like, dude, come on, Brent, calm down over there, <laughs> calm down, brother. Man, you're showing your true colors. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then when we return, um, I I wouldn't support a new prospective business in my neighborhood if I felt like I was being lied to. I'll explain the situation. We'll get to it next here. Henry Lake, it is the Chad Harvin Show. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Chad Hartman Show. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. I would feel very icky, uncomfortable, and I wouldn't support a new prospective business in my neighborhood if I felt like I was being lied to. And when when we talk about new businesses – in neighborhoods, I think the the first thing everybody wants to feel about the new business is that this business is going to bring positive energy, maybe some some cool vibes to your neighborhood, no negativity. You don't want it to be loud. You don't want anything uh, that's going to disrupt your everyday way of life. In a worse way. At 2618 Lowry Avenue North, there used to be a Super America gas station there. uh, But it's been a vacant lot for years, according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Before developer Christopher Wembley had or wanted to transform the space. Now the space is called Tap-In Kitchen and Cocktails. Okay? Let me repeat. Tap-In Kitchen and Cocktails. And I think that everybody likes a new bar restaurant that's in your neighborhood, right? Like it's a different, you know, something new that you can maybe get into. Maybe it's, it's your new spot. Might be it. Your new hang. Okay? So it's, but it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. Residents and neighborhood leaders um, have been eager 
for, I guess, a new business in the area with with uh, they just didn't have a whole lot of entertainment options. Uh, and there have been concerns about businesses in that area. OK. They had a groundbreaking that took place in May. Mayor Jacob Fry um, was there. But they say that subsequent licensing has been a roller coaster ever since. So now this is the backdrop of it. They had this initial flyer that was circulating in 2021. Okay. And at the time, supporters of this venture, um, they were stating that they were going to have it be a modern social place or space that will provide jobs, boost community connections. It was going to be an innovation hub. Okay. That they had that on the flyer. Ooh, innovation. An hub. innovation hub, artist workspace, small um business incubator, uh, with with a room for community gatherings. So it's almost kind of like one of those kind of artsy type spots, whatever, but you could do um, some social events there. Yeah. In, in kind of like a, a neighborhood kind of gathering place. Yes. But when a sign went up in summer announcing tap-in would be a bar, a lot of people were upset about it. And I'll say this. I think those people have every right to be ticked off about that because they were misled, in my opinion. And if you'd like to weigh in, 651-461-9226. I, I, I get that over the course of time, you change your plans, right? But you know who has to always at all times be a part of what's going on with the change in plans? Or the people in the community. The people in the neighborhood. Other leaders. In the community, they always have to be a part of the conversation with regards to if you go. That's a drastic change to say we're going to be a bar now as opposed to this more of a community space, what they call an innovation hub, an artist workspace. That's not the same thing. And so I think that I think that the people in that neighborhood have every right to be upset, to be frustrated, to feel like they've been hoodwinked, for lack of a better term. And, and according to the script, it says, when Tap-In applied for licenses last February to serve alcohol and stay open until 2 a.m., most of the feedback was negative. Okay? Now, I say that 2 a.m. because later in the story, they say that we uh, Webley, he said that they went to city back to the city in October to ask for a liquor license. He specified that normal hours of operation will be 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Tap in will stay open until 1 a.m. only on special occasions and there will be no dancing, assuring neighbors it would not be a nightclub. But by this time, man, the support for it had eroded, Dave. The support had eroded. The city council is split. They did receive the liquor license, okay? But I'm with the people here. I'm with the people that are saying, 
this is not this is not what we what we wanted to support. This is not what we wanted in the neighborhood. Everything to me, if you if you promised and you said something on the front end, not only do you have to explain the changes, the people should be able to say we just do not um, approve of this. Now this is this is the issue though. Like this person's got the the land, they've got the space, they've renovated it. Mm-hmm. How does that play out? Like at this particular point, it sounds like they're going to do whatever they want to do with tap in. It's still not okay, in my opinion. I think they have the right to do whatever they want to do now, mm-hmm. and the community has the right to, to gripe about it, to gripe about it, and to show up or not show up to support the business or not support the business. I, 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 th- I think the community could. Maybe give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit, but I'm also wary in saying that because an, an artist's workspace, a uh, what were the other terms they use, like an innovation hub, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a place that's open till two a.m. serving cocktails. That's, yeah, that's the they they changed. They yep. they totally changed what their um. What's the 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 word that I'm looking for? Their mission, their, their yes, plan. their yeah. mission. They 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 changed what they want to be. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And I think if you're the community members that are are living in that area, yeah, you have a right to be skeptical. You have a right to be ticked off. Do, and do, do, do the people in that do the people in that neighborhood though? Do you feel like they have the right to say no? We don't approve of this because this is not what you told us. Back in 2021, I think that's probably a job for the city council or the you know the people that are in charge of zoning and things like that. But yeah. uh, if if the owners of the of the we're calling it a bar now, I guess if the tap in owners uh, are able to were able to get the liquor license, if they're able to do everything you know they need to do to get their establishment done, well, okay, open up your doors, see how it goes. Maybe you'll convince some people. Maybe. Uh, Maybe you'll have some people in from the community that stop in and say, you know what, this isn't what I thought it is. You know, I, this isn't the the club environment or the you know the late night you know party atmosphere that I didn't want in my neighborhood. That's really not that. You know what, it's actually a decent spot, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, because like you said, plans do change. You know, maybe the uh, the tap in folks got to you know had this brilliant uh, what they thought was a brilliant idea, thought it was going to work, and then kind of did some research and said, you know what, we've got the space, we've made a lot of purchases. And the innovation hub, it's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Now, now this uh, quote and statement is from Councilmember Jeremiah Ellison. He says, quote, to the uh, Star Tribune, usually when we have something like this coming up in North Minneapolis, people are 100%. Uh, they want to see this happening. So to have a number of residents come out today and say we're not sure about this, that certainly resonates with me. He encouraged uh, Wembley to reengage the immediate neighborhood before taking another stab at licensing. So this will be interesting to see how all of this plays out. But I, I do feel for the people in the neighborhood that feel like you said something on the front end and it's totally not true, which I find would be very unfortunate. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, I'm not a fan of hers, but I will say this. Please, please leave Marjorie Taylor Greene, leave her alone. I'll explain why. Next, Henry Lake on the Chad Harbin Show. It's the Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to get 75% off of installation labor on Minnesota-made Infinity from Marvin Windows. And the time it is 1252. Man, I, I love how you've kind of curated the, the playlist today. 
You, I mean, you're speaking. This is my love language, man. De La Soul, a tribe called Quest. I, I know that this is not how Chad Harbin rolls. No, but we we roll with uh, themed bumpers today. Uh, well, every day. Yeah. And yesterday we had a theme of Motown stuff because the Quick Lane Bowl, Gophers playing in Detroit. And I know you're a huge Tribe Called Quest guy. Absolutely. So I'm uh, I'm spinning some of their tunes as well as, well, I got a couple from The Roots. As oh, you heard, a little, De La Soul. a little De La Soul. I figured those have all got to be wheelhouse along with uh, Tribe Called Quest for you. You know what you're doing, man. I mean, I, I think that Chris needs to take a, a cue from you in the uh, <laughs> during the nighttime. <laughs> during the nighttime. Hey, listen. Can we please leave Marjorie Taylor Greene alone? L- leave her alone. But f- forget about her politics um, for a minute. But just on a human level, leave this woman alone. And I and I and I say that and I say that in all seriousness because this whole situation of the squatting attempts on her home on Christmas Day and other days, because it sounds like this is like the eighth time that she's been targeted for squatting. Swatting. Oh, swatting. Swatting. Yeah. What did I say? Squatting. What, I, I'm sorry. Swatting. Yes. Not squatting. Swatting. It makes no sense to me. And now she, she went to Twitter. She said that this is like the eighth time that it's happened to her and her family. Yes, people calling the cops saying there's an emergency and they show up, whether it's a SWAT team or just a host of police showing up at her doorstep. Well, number one, it's it's incredibly dangerous to do this SWATting for law enforcement. Like like you're putting them in danger. If if you respect law enforcement and you're a good person that appreciates what they do, why would you do this to them? For, forget about Marjorie Taylor Greene for, for a second. Just the premise of swatting. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to law enforcement? You're putting the whole community in danger. Yes. Yes. Because it's all, what do they say? It's all fun and games till somebody gets hurt. And there's going to come a time. It's probably already happened. We just haven't maybe heard about it nationally, whatever, or or it's it's not been a major story. But I'm sure that there's probably been times where there's been this swatting that's taken place and somebody was killed, or somebody was injured, or somebody was hurt. And it doesn't need to be that way. Because you know what? This is ridiculous. The eighth time? The eighth? There was a, um, I don't know if you saw this. Did you ever see, well, I'm not somebody that does the whole, uh, was it Twitch? Mm-hmm. Where it's, that's like the gaming yeah, stuff. video gaming platform. To- Have you seen this super popular gamer that was getting swatted on? I remember hearing of it. I don't know if I ever saw the video. So I saw the video of it. Like, he's on, you know, you can see the video, and then all of a sudden, uh, like, because he had, like, a couple friends at his at his place, and he's like, well, hold on, the, the authorities are outside. And they just kind of come busting in, mm-hmm. and he's, like, taking off the headsets, and they're, like, telling him to get on the ground, get on the ground, get on the ground. Like, that's got to be scary as heck. Yes. Who wants to deal with that? Absolutely terrifying. I mean, you know, you on don't... Christmas Day? Yes. I'm, imagine Dave Harrigan's getting swatted on on Christmas Day with your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's well, I mean, horribly dangerous. It's dangerous for, for anybody in the public that's in between a uh, police station and wherever they're going if they're driving at a high speed through a neighborhood. It's dangerous for anybody inside the house, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green or not, because who knows how you are going to act if police are at your doorstep banging down the door. Yep. 
Yeah. No, it's, it's people it's, are gonna freak out. It's insane, man. It really is insane. And, and, and for the record, um, and, and let me repeat and reiterate, like Dave um, corrected me on, is swatting and, and swatting. If you hadn't heard about it, is a hoax that gets its name from an attempt to get members of police departments and emergency services, including SWAT teams, right, uh, special weapons and tactics teams, to respond to what ends up being a false alarm. Yeah, that I, I just that would ruin your to, to know that that can be a thing, and it can happen multiple times. At so, at at some particular point, it becomes you you feel a little bit fearful for your life mm-hmm. because you're like I don't feel safe because someone's continuing to go after me and do this. Um, I don't know, man. This is just it, it. It's it's a bummer for her. It'd be a bummer for anybody. Don't put law enforcement in positions that they shouldn't be in. We all know that when it's time to call law enforcement and the police, there better be a good reason, not uh, not a fake reason. It's fake news. That's what it is. It's fake news. You would know about that. Yeah. (laughs) I would know about that. Coming up next here, top of the hour. A news update, Laura Oaks here in the newsroom. But something happened on an airplane flight, and the Internet is divided, and I don't see how. We get to that next here. Henry Lake on The Chad Arvin Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 